Hey guys, start your playoff game day with Garrett Bush in the barbershop at 8 a.m. Stay for our all-day coverage with the fans' Bud Light tailgate show. I'm going to be taking over at noon. I'll be up until 4.30. Daryl Ryder, our Browns insider, going to update with any big news before the playoff game gets underway. Always make the fan Bud Light tailgate part of your game day on the radio home of the Cleveland Browns. 92.3 The Fan presented by Valley Automotive Group, the Buckeye Law Group, and Sal's Heating and Cooling, Plumbing and Sewer. Get details on our website, 923thefan.com. Let's go out to one half of It's Always Game Day in Cleveland. And, of course, our Browns insider, his name is Daryl Ryder. He is brought to you by Scheibin Jewelers, Cleveland's premier jewelry store. Daryl, how are we doing tonight? Doing good, Jonathan. Yourself? Good. Good. I'm back in the the pandemic days where I'm doing radio from home because I had COVID last week and I'm still testing not great. And so we're we're just kind of hanging out at home and it feels it feels very much. Do you remember radio in the pandemic very well? Because it feels very much like that. And I, I, I part of me likes it because I'm home, but part of me really hates that reminder. How does the missus enjoy it? She loves it. Absolutely <laughs> loves it because I'm, I'm I'm home in between breaks. We did family dinner tonight as well, and yeah, she was she's loving it. She's like, "Can you do this all the time?" I'm like, "No, no, I can't." <laughs> oh yeah, it's sad. It's okay, yes, man. it is <laughs> for yeah. her. It is. <laughs> I do. I feel bad for her because she's really. You can tell she's really, really loving it, and she all and Jonathan, you know her all day, all night. And that's that's all she ever wants in life. And uh, and that sounds very, uh, you know, <laughs> egomaniacal when I put it that way. But if you know her, you just know that to be true. Yeah, I, 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 I've just got very lucky. I found someone that loves me a ton and I wish that on everybody. But um, but yeah, that she's that type of person where she's like, as, as, if you could be around all the time, that's all she'd ever want. Not like, you, you know, sometimes you see these people that uh, are never around and then they retire and they're both 65 and then they're like, oh, you mean we have to spend all day with each other and they don't love that? That's not going to be yeah. my wife. She's going to love that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm happy for you. Thank you. Well, we'll see how long it lasts in regards to that respect. <laughs> you know, I mean, the marriage will last forever, I imagine. But I mean, like in respect of her wanting me to always be around. I'm uh, Daryl. Just at some remember, point, she gets to pick the drapes and the furniture and the paint on the walls and <laughs> the light oh. fixtures. Let's not get this mistaken. Part of why she loves having me around, I think, is that like in between that last break, she's like, can you bring up my, my clean clothes all the way upstairs? I can't carry the basket up the stairs. I'm like, yeah, of course I'll bring it up for you. Like, I am, I am half butler in the scenario, too. <laughs> you're, be honest about you're, it. you're Jeffrey? I, I might as well. <laughs> sometimes in this household, you just might as well call me Jeffrey. But that's okay. Uh, Where's Uncle know. Phil? Yeah. Oh, yeah. you're doing the Carlton. That's what you spend your time doing. As you yeah. walk up and down the stairs. If only I was half the dancer that Carlton is, <laughs> I would I would be I would be so lucky. Hey, stair, my, my my stairs are tough, man. I got like these stairs are. It's like climbing Mount Everest. These really? are these are some steep stairs. Yeah, it's the one thing I regret about this house. I love this house. One Have thing you I measured regret them about to make house. sure they're to code. No, is that a thing I need to be doing? Yeah. Well, hold on. I, if they're not up to code, am I going to like call? Am I going to call people on myself? That doesn't seem like that's a very cost-effective well, well, move. Well, no. Uh, but uh, there's there's a se- there's a 7-Eleven rule uh, when uh, you're dealing with uh, with stairs, seven inch rise and eleven feet deep. Oh, Ele- no! 11- I didn't I didn't know anything about yeah, this. Yes, seven inch rise, eleven inches deep. That's your seven eleven rule when you talk about stairs. So seven inch rise to, is something different. Yeah, in my world. when you're when you're talking about the yeah, you you might have some stairs that are uh, grandfathered in, if you will. But um, 
Yeah, if they're not typically not in that seven eleven rule, they're very uncomfortable to walk up and down. Hmm. Yeah, I, I learned mean, something not, new tonight, didn't you? You always teaching me things, Daryl. I appreciate <laughs> that about you. Uh, can you teach me about the Browns now? Because I I had Aaron Schatz on earlier. He's the guy that created DVOA. He's an AP, uh, you know, MVP voter, Defensive Player of the Year voter. He got he got his his ballot in five hours ago, so I couldn't influence him one way or another. Yeah, uh, but the, he's very, uh, the votes are due in, I believe, tomorrow. Yeah, he said he put it in five hours ago, but I wasn't worried about him with DPOY because he's a he's one of these really I mean, he's an advanced numbers guy. What's funny to me is that the advanced numbers guys love Miles Garrett, but they also really don't love Joe Flacco, and that's kind of the takeaway I had in this conversation with with Aaron is that he just his his ideology on Joe was that because we've seen him for fifteen years, we essentially know who he is, and this mm-hmm. is not who he is. Tell me why you either agree with yeah. that or you disagree with that. Well, this is who he is with the Browns. I, I mean, look, we I, I realize that, uh, you know, we've we've been, uh, you know, waiting for midnight to strike and it to turn into a pumpkin. Right. Uh, it hasn't happened. Um, and he's he's played very, very well. And he's been consistent. Look, this is, hasn't been a thing where one week he's thrown for 300 and three touchdowns and a pick. And then the next week it's. Mm-hmm. Uh, one eighty and three picks and a touchdown. Like it's been three hundred every week, multiple touchdowns every week, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and the Browns, oh by the way, are winning those games. So, uh, that that's why I don't believe that uh, this thing's going to turn into a pumpkin with Joe Flacco because he's been consistent. We've not seen inconsistency from his play. And for those who say, well, he's got too many interceptions. Well, let's see. Cedric Tillman's responsible for at least three of those interceptions. Uh, two of those interceptions <laughs> were were like basically punts. So th- that that's five picks accounted for. Uh, another one came at the end of the half because they couldn't kick a, a 36-yard field goal. That's six of his interceptions that are accounted for. So now all of a sudden, the interception total doesn't look too bad when you actually break down the context of a lot of those interceptions. I agree with you. I I tend to think I I would be more surprised if he stunk on Saturday than if he threw for another 300 yards. I kind of expect him to throw for 300 yards. I don't Uh, expect him to stink. Yeah, against this Texan secondary, I don't expect that he's going to stink on Saturday. No, they're not very good. And and really, the the Texans' only way of really – Winning that game, it's C.J. Stroud or bust. I hate to put it that yeah. way for them, but it's true. They 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 are as they are as as reliant on either their quarterback being great and that being the only way to win a game as any yep. team in the playoff field right now. Hundred um, percent. And look, I, of course, they're gonna there's gonna be a lot of attention paid to Amari Cooper. But my argument is that on Christmas Eve there was a tremendous amount of attention on Amari Cooper. I mean, he made some mm-hmm. ungodly catches in that game for the Browns uh, that saw him catch for 265 to two touchdowns. And, of course, we got to give him credit for that two-point conversion. But um, so uh, that was not a case of, well, they just had all these breakdowns and forgot that Amari was on the field, yada, yada, right? I mean, he he made multiple contested catches. Uh, the 75-yard touchdown, he literally he, – he practically ripped it away. Like, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, I mean – so this isn't – I don't view it – now, I, I, do I expect Amari to go for another 265 uh, Saturday afternoon? No, I, I don't. Um, and I certainly see some opportunity for David Njoku in the middle of the field 
Uh, we've seen Jerome Ford get involved in the passing game, catching uh, touchdowns out of the backfield and whatnot. Uh, I, I see that is a possibility. Elijah Moore work in the middle of the field, I feel like it is a possibility as well. So, um, yeah, I, I just I, I don't think that this is going to be the Amari Cooper show 2.0, uh, but uh, I do feel like that Cooper is still going to have some opportunities uh, to do what he did in the first game, and that's make some big plays and big catches for the Browns. We found out today, Daryl, no Dustin Hopkins for the weekend. Uh, are you worried about the special teams and the, and the state of the special teams right now? Yeah, I little little concerned uh, uh, about that. Uh, obviously, uh, would prefer to have uh, Hopkins available, um, but you know Kevin Stefanski saying not likely uh, available this week. Obviously, was not what anyone uh, wanted to hear. Uh, that means Riley Patterson will get uh, called up from uh, the, the the practice squad here. Uh, you know he'll continue to uh, handle uh, you know place kicking duties. Uh, he's you know one for one in field goals. He made six of the seven uh, PATs. He's done very well uh, in the kickoff game. So um, yeah, I mean, look, uh, obviously when you're talking about uh, 45 yards out. Yeah, a little nervous. I'm okay 45 yards in. I'm not going to be all that nervous. And, you know, I'm pretty confident Patterson's going to make those kicks. So uh, that, that Hopkins injury, obviously, unfortunately, Kevin Stefanski, you know, didn't want to second-guess it uh, today, uh, saying that, you know, hey, he, he's trying to make a play for the team. Uh, you, you like the hustle. You want the hustle, while at the same time you don't want to – put uh, yourself uh, in harm's way, but he certainly isn't going to, you know, uh, deny the fact that, you know, Hopkins was out there, you know, giving effort and, you know, did just stuff happens, right? I mean, mm -hmm. that, that's where you file that injury under the, uh, the stuff happens category. And hopefully uh, Hopkins will be ready to go uh, for the divisional round. Daryl, you spent a lot of time around Kevin Stefanski. I, I, you might not know the psyche of him. You might. I'm not sure. But i got to ask you anyway, because spending four years around a man, you, you probably have a better idea than I would in this. Uh, do you think Stefanski cares he wasn't on the sideline for the 2020 playoff win or no? Oh, he absolutely cares that he, was, he, that he wasn't able to be there. A hundred percent. Yeah, he, he, he cares. Okay. Yeah, I, I mean, he he was, you know, thrilled. It, it, would, bother, it would bother me, but I, I, can, yeah. I can see oh, where no, no, it no, wouldn't no, bother no. That, I, 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 I can... I can just imagine and visualize him pacing back and forth when he had to watch that game locked down in his basement. Oh, yeah, because everything is out of his control, right? I mean, he did everything he could to prep him that week, mm -hmm. but then there's nothing he can do to affect anything on game day, right? So, no, that, that absolutely killed him to not be on the field in Pittsburgh the night that they ran the Steelers out of uh, uh, whatever it is they call that these days. Yeah, you kind of miss the that that moment where you have your first playoff win in the NFL. It got robbed from him, you know. And so I I don't I don't know what his emotions will be like, but it is interesting to think that this one will be a little bit different with him actually being on the sidelines. But I wonder if he's going to take a moment or two if he does get that win to sit back and say to himself like, hey, look at where I've come," or if it's yeah. just you know nose down. Here we go. Yeah, no, he's he's not one for reflection or nostalgia. He is on to the next one guy now. I'm sure when the season's over and he's able to look back at everything that they've been through and and he does 
his you know postseason evaluations and whatnot. However, this thing ends up, whether it ends on Saturday or the following weekend or in Las Vegas uh, at the Super Bowl, like mm-hmm. he he doesn't spend a lot of time on nostalgia. He loathes the nostalgia type questions when he's asked to reflect on things while uh, the season is in progress. Uh, so yeah, uh, I don't expect much reflection to come from Kevin Stefanski until maybe, uh, they get to the combine and then he's going to be talking about looking forward to the draft and free agency and the 24, uh, 24 team and things like that. So, um, but, uh, there, there's, there's no question his desire to win. Uh, there, there's no question his competitive spirit, uh, but he is, uh, as level-headed and focused uh, as they come, and uh, you, you can kind of tell that just by uh, not only the results, but you know how you how you see the the team reflects his image in many many ways this year. Theme of the day, Daryl. Today, it felt like to me at least uh, between Flacco and JOK, it was talking about uh, the idea that CJ Stroud is making his first playoff start. Do you feel yeah. like that is? Do you feel like that's an advantage for the Browns in this game, or do you feel like he played against Georgia in front of uh, you know I, the, the crowd last year was twenty two million? I mean, yeah, there's a lot of people watching that game. Uh, do yeah, you feel like there? Yeah, do you feel like that's such a thing or no? Nah, because and it's on his home field too. Uh, if he if the game was here in Cleveland, then yeah, <laughs> because you know the Browns fan would make his life a living. You know what? During the game, he wouldn't he wouldn't be able to tell if he was coming or going. The crowd would be so loud. So, um, but no, I I, I don't uh, view it as a tremendous advantage. Is a little bit of it, yeah, because he he's never been in an NFL playoff game. He's going to get a taste of that uh, Saturday afternoon. But let's not discount. Uh, what he's done, he is, in my view, uh, when I uh, submit my PFWA awards, uh, hopefully I'm not violating anything by, uh, you know, revealing how I plan to vote, but he will be my offensive rookie of the year without question. Um, he, he's been outstanding over 40, uh, or I should say over 4,000 yards passing, uh, you know, approaching the, the, the 30 touchdown uh, threshold as a rookie, just five interceptions. That's really, really impressive especially for a guy that can extend plays and, and uh, you know, look, uh, while he doesn't have a ton of rushing yardage, Jonathan, he averages over four yards a carry. He scored a couple of touchdowns as well, you know, two or three touchdowns. So, uh, you know, he, he can hurt you with his feet just as much as he can hurt you with the big play with his arm. All right, last one, Daryl. Mike Vrabel to Ohio State. Percentage odds that it happens. I'm right now – Lighting tur- church candles in my head and saying <laughs> rosaries that okay that okay actually happens. You're getting your OH emojis all ready to go for the people. Yeah, I am all for thanking Ryan Day for his service and welcoming back Mike Rabel. If to you're Rabel, if you're Rabel, do you take no hundred- chance? I'd go back to college. I just said, well, would you take the hundred million dollars and and the flexibility that college affords you? And, and you don't. Here's the thing. Rabel just got big-timed in the NFL. That's all that happened. This was a power struggle, and he lost the power struggle. He's not really going to have that in in the college world. He wins at Ohio State. He is the power. Well, the thing of it is, though, is that the college game now is just so volatile. You're at at the mercy of NIL. College football is just not the same. NIL, I think, would work in his favor, though. I don't know that Mike Rabel needs old-school college football. I I know. I, I just... My my point is that the game has just 
it's not the same. It's not as fun and pure as it used to be. Uh, It's basically pro football light, except for the players aren't getting paid by the schools. Uh, You know, they're they're having to be paid by sponsors instead of getting a chunk of the revenue. Um, And, uh, you know, it's the one thing I I do uh, respect Jim Harbaugh for speaking out about, and that is the players absolutely should be paid a piece of the pie. Uh, because, you know, there's only so many times you can renovate the stadiums and the locker rooms and mm-hmm. the team facilities and things like that. I mean, look, honestly, if this was really about education and bolster, lifting up young men and women and universities and things like that, then why doesn't the money go into lowering the price of education at these higher institutions, okay? Uh, why doesn't the money get funneled into to programs to help uh, underserved or underprivileged uh, students in some way, shape, or form, in addition to going into uh, the, the pockets of the student-athletes. Instead, it goes into, uh, you know, facilities, and not to say that you don't need to modernize them, but you don't need to renovate them every two years, number one. And, and number two, it goes into the pockets of the coaches. And um, I, I just feel like there is uh, a better way, certainly, you know, uh, if the, the networks are pr- going to profit, uh, handsomely from broadcasting the games, then yes, absolutely. The universities should get their, and the conferences should get their pieces of the pie, but the players and the students should be uh, benefiting from this as well. If you really, really want to go the student athlete route, otherwise you just be honest and say, congratulations. Welcome to insert the name of the university here. Uh, you now major in football you now major in basketball. Right. You now yeah. major in baseball, in tennis, and whatever. I think that's you where know, we're headed. That you're playing. I really do. I think it's going to be uh, if you none of the none of the charade of having someone uh, fill out your Scantron test for you. Just if you want to play football, you go play football, and it is what it is. Yeah. I, I and well, and here's there. the thing too: your your coursework revolves around money, uh, uh, you know, financing and agents and what you know uh rules and things like you know what i'm saying like rules sure. of agents and sure you know it, it, those type of things how, how to, to handle how to your, money, your money how to right handle places. investments how yeah. to handle mm-hmm. commissions all those type of things so these kids don't get scammed because that happens more often than not and with the the nil stuff and you know all these agents and and uh i don't know what the term is not booster but you know what i'm saying like yeah the collectives the, the, yeah yeah the the secondaries getting in i mean uh, the, these kids are susceptible to that kind of stuff so yeah i got no problem i i think it's time because of the volume of money involved that it's time for college athletics to get real about what they're really about instead of hiding behind this malarkey that it's student athletes daryl thank you so much we will talk again tomorrow enjoy the rest of your night look forward to it bud all right, good stuff right there with Daryl. He is brought to you by Shopping Jewelers, Cleveland's premier jewelry store. We come on back. I want to hear from you guys. 216-474-0092. We'll get to the James Bridges and off the beaten path coming up in about 20 minutes. We come on back. I want to play with that Vrabel story for just a second, though. Vrabel to Ohio State. Who says no seriously? Is it Vrabel? Should he stay in the NFL? A lot to do. It's overtime with Jonathan Beadle and here with you on the fan.